You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series which is now finally available to buy in the united states click on the banner on one of us order today and join in the fun now because delicious volume two yum 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 is coming really soon a perfect gift for your child or those of you who are forever young at heart one of us strongly recommends this one the world it takes a little genius to change the movie musical it's going to take even more genius musicals are a film genre that have been through many iterations the classic rogers and hammerstein the 50s road movies disney's animated renaissance era greatness that tricked two generations into watching and loving musicals (laughs) chicago snuck in and won an oscar for best picture Mm -hmm. and the god-awful jukebox musical we've been seeing crapped out for the past 20 years and while it's never gone away Every now and then, someone tries their hand at reviving the genre. West Side Story, Tick, Tick, Boom, In the Heights. That was last year. This year, kicking off the new year, we have Matilda the Musical, which is, through a decision of lunatics at Netflix not being given a wide theatrical release and just streaming on their site, adapted from the Tony, an Oscar-winning Broadway musical, which was adapted from the 1988 Roald Dahl book. Matilda tells the story of Matilda Wormwood, played by Alicia Weir, a little girl with big curiosity and the worst parents in the world this side of Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon. (laughs) Where they are loud, selfish, and unkind, she is a quiet observer, thinking of small and cheeky acts of rebellion and revenge on meeting her inspirational teacher, Miss Honey, played by Lashana Lynch. Matilda is encouraged and begins conjuring her own fantastical tales. At Crunchum Hall, Matilda faces off against some typical Raoul Dahl darkness, led... (laughs) by the huge and villainous Miss Trunkbull, played by the always wonderful Emma Thompson. This is an inspirational musical tale of an extraordinary girl who discovers her superpowers and summons the remarkable courage against all odds to help others change their stories whilst also taking charge of their own destiny. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and once upon a time, I was joined by my fellow dreamers and mischief makers and revolutionists, Harmony. Hello. Michael. Power to the people. And Mindy. You hurry it up. I have a tango competition in like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Squad, how did we feel about Matilda the Musical? 
I initially didn't want to see it. Ah. Harmony kind of was like, no, 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 you're, you're coming with me on this ride. And I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I saw it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but I was like, after I watched this, I realized I have been through a lot of iterations of this story. Uh-huh. Like, I have read the book. Yep. I have watched the delightful 96 version of Matilda with Danny DeBito and yes. Ralph Perlman. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. have read the script while listening to the soundtrack, and Tim Mention is always a genius. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a bootleg of, I believe, the Broadway version before watching this movie. I have been through a lot of iterations of the story. And one of the things that I appreciate about this adaptation of the musical is that it felt like a lot of the issues that I had with the script, Mm -hmm. the movie smoothed over. Mm Mm-hmm. Which Excellent. I really appreciated. That's very, very good to hear because sometimes it goes the other direction. It does. Yes. Yeah. Broadway yeah. shows Most often. to the script. Yeah. Usually. With the musical, it added a couple things to try and make it quirky. And here's the thing about Roald Dahl you don't need to add weird to Roald Dahl. He's yeah, weird he's enough quirky. as it is. Mm-hmm. So there are two big things that the musical added that were not in the story. Mm-hmm. And that is. Rodolfo, you know, the thing about the tango that I mentioned in my intro is that the reason that Mrs. Wormwood hates Matilda is that she was born the day she had a big tango competition and therefore lost. And so her big thing is that she's a tango dancer and it adds absolutely nothing to the story. She could just be a horrible human being. Exactly. And and it just, it changes her her relationship to Matilda as to why she doesn't like it. Like, it gives a solid reason as opposed to just, you're a waste of my life paying attention to you. And the other is the acrobat story, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. not a part of the, the book. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Like, those were the two big things that when I read it, and I'm like, this does not add anything to the story. And in the musical, it feels like that the acrobat story comes out of nowhere and ends up being a deus ex machina. In this movie, they made a point to be like, why is she getting this story? Uh Why is it connecting to the world around her? That is not in the musical. And so it feels a lot more incorporated into the story around it Mm -hmm. than the musical does. Nice. And that is what I appreciate. On top of that, it, it really focuses a lot more on Miss Honey and Matilda's relationship. Honestly, in the musical, it's barely there. Right. It's surprisingly small. Like, her introduction in the musical is Matilda seeing her walk out of the library and not having any kind of contact until her first day That lady likes books. I'm going to live with her. Yeah. Right? right? In I mean, this that's one, legit, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like in this one, she goes to her house. She introduces herself. They have conversations that are outside of just reactionary. And it's really, really nice to have. It's like, because that's the primary relationship of the story that the musical took away by adding stupid, by giving time to Rodolfo. Mm -hmm. But I do think that by giving the necessary attention to that relationship, it actually took away some of the attention needed to the Wormwoods to emphasize their relationship. I did not think that they were evil enough. especially. They were awful. They were awful, but they're... Some of their motivation was taken away. Like the Russian mob stuff is a lot more prominent in the musical Uh. than it is in the movie. And therefore the ending doesn't feel as earned as a result. 
Well, it, Mindy, you're certainly coming in as much more of an expert yes, on Matilda. Yes, I am a theater person, in case you haven't figured that well, out by now. Years <laughs> I've known you now, Mindy. I, yes. Yeah, we, I, I, we, we may have heard that. It may have come up from time to time, yes. Uh, but uh, musicals aside, just specifically about Matilda, you seem to be the expert here. So with Michael and Harmony, you two coming into this, I'm assuming with far less information, mm-hmm. uh, Michael, you already said that this was... a. a you enjoyed this in the long run. Uh, did, Harmony, did you feel the same way about this? Like coming in versus coming out? I mean, I, I genuinely like musicals and I knew of the book. I, I work in a library at the school I work at and there was a couple of copies of the book and one of the teachers was looking for something for like a, a group to read. I'm like, here, and I suggested that. I was like, I just happen to have a couple of copies of this book, read this. And then she kind of got like, this isn't a very nice book. <laughs> and so that's all I knew about it. it Did like, you see like, the oh, author okay, on the title page? It's it's very clear what you're getting if you know Raldell's work. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, I mean, because I read The Witches and yeah. um, James and the Giant Peach and all that stuff. But yeah. mm-hmm. I, I came into it like just knowing I like musicals. So far, the streaming services musicals have been like okay, except for that prom thing. That was not good. <laughs> Something about Jamie was on a streaming service and that was really good. And then, you know, Tick, Tick, Boom, which I know yes. was not written, but that was fabulous. Mm-hmm, you were mm-hmm. there, TZ. Everybody's talking about Jamie is also a, a, an established musical too. Exactly. No, no, that's what, what I'm saying is that they were on streaming services. So I'm like, okay, great. Another musical, oh, gotcha. musical on a streaming service. So yeah, let's, let's do it. And so that's where I kind of came from it. Just hoping to see something fun. And I really enjoyed this. Speaking from being a teacher for for many years, like every teacher wants to be honey. Mm -hmm. And so many of them (laughs) turn into (laughs) Trunchbull. Like your first year, you start off, I miss miss honey. And then very quickly, like after (laughs) after that first year of survival, it's just quickly right into throwing children by their hair. You damn kids are sucking my soul right out of me. Yes, exactly. So I'm I'm very happy that that I think that I have still remained... Miss Honey mm-hmm. and all this. I, I was able to connect with it on that, too. Like, I didn't even know it was about a school. I really enjoyed this. It's neat to see Emma Thompson really just kind of ham it up in this. And I, I liked it. I thought it was, you know, I think they could have gotten, like, a plus-size uh-huh. actress to play it. I think that would have been appropriate. Mindy, but, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding well, my tongue. <laughs> interestingly enough, Miss Trunchbull in the stage show is traditionally played by a man. Oh, In fact, yes. initially, before they kicked this off, this movie actually was affected by COVID, not just in its production, but in its release. Why this isn't a theatrical release has a lot to do with, with COVID. But it was initially cast not with Emma Thompson, but Ray Fiennes. Really? <laughs> and wow, keeping the okay. tradition of the, the, the man playing the part. But no, they ended up going with Emma Thompson. And now I see Mindy turning faces as as you, you praise her. He was on Schindler's List. He was on Schindler's List. This and Nazis. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchable was the biggest disappointment of this film. Was it? Really? Okay. Miss Trunchable is meant to be larger than life. Mm -hmm. She is meant to be a caricature of a child villain. She's a fairy tale villain. Ah. And that is one of the reasons that she's played by a dude in the stage plays, that she's supposed to be so over the top, it's it's unrealistic, essentially. And like... And it's not like it hasn't been done before. In that 96 golden film, Pam Ferris got that over-the-top out of this world personality. Mm-hmm. And this one, Emma Thompson plays it t- 
far too subdued for me. Uh, it's that really? she is meant to be this overpowering over every second they're their threat to everyone. Mm. She is a terrifying god among these <laughs> students. And yet when I was watching it, she never felt like she was really threatening. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. I, I felt like she was threatening, not as a towering god, but I kept just because just of the way they had her dressed and just this this, you know, Olympic athlete kind of thing. She made me think of like an East German commissar. You know, I was thinking Stasi. So that to me is threatening, you know. Yeah. I thought Emma Thompson was to turn a phrase of that we hear often from Jordan, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Emma Thompson was so good in this and I I suppose this might come from again, Mindy, you're coming with so many different versions of this. Fair. It's similar to how I might feel about an interpretation of Superman right. or an interpretation of a fantasy character like Geralt from The Witcher. Like I'm coming in with far more information than a, a plebe like me watching Matilda, which is like, okay, I remember the '96 one. And I enjoyed it. I'm aware that this is a musical. And I, I love musicals. I've written musicals. I've performed in, in dozens myself. But having not experienced Matilda the musical, seeing this in its, in its first iteration to me as a film, knowing that Emma Thompson is someone who loves this stuff. Like, she has her Nanny McPhee character that she created. Mm -hmm. She loves doing this, and I felt like she brought so much to this. I suppose, in comparison to those other versions, though, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. See, I never saw any of them, so I didn't have anything lost. She was great mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Same. It's a, it's a great disclaimer for those who might be interested in seeing this movie who are fans of the existing material. Right. And if you look at her pictures, because Matilda is illustrated. I mean, she does yeah. look very scary in those pictures yeah. as well. So it's like it's even from in the original. It's not just portrayals. Gotcha. gotcha. Quentin Blake's original illustrations from the 88 book mm -hmm. are... Raul Dahl has this darkness to him yes, that is so unique to his style of storytelling that we've seen attempted to be brought to the screen many times. The right. Witches, we've seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right. Twice. Charlie in the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory, Factory. this James, uh, and, James the and the Giant Peach. Peach, yes, yes. And something that I feel that a lot of directors don't have the bravery to do is to leave that in there. Mm. Yeah. And there are elements of this that uh, uh, they feel like those classic 80s kids movies that are like, ah, it's not entirely nightmare fuel, but grabbing a little girl by her pigtail, yes. spinning in a circle and launching her into the stratosphere. I was it's... horrified. Yeah. <laughs> can't do that. That's the one thing you can't do. <laughs> but those little elements of darkness, willing to go mm -hmm. there, I appreciated that. And mm -hmm. So, Mindy, you're saying that you didn't think the parents were developed enough. I thought they are developed exactly how they should be for something like this. What I mean by that is, like, yes, they're there, but because some of their stuff was cut, mm. it meant that Matilda's actions against them didn't feel as warranted. Because, like, Matilda, her big thing is about justice. Right. About people who are mistreated should not be people that are getting away with stuff should not mm -hmm. in the musical as well as like the iterations beforehand the reason that matilda does that first thing of putting the peroxide in her dad's hair tonic 
is because he is literally stealing from people. He is selling bad cars and he is actively stealing their money. In this one, he just yelled at her and said that he, she was going to meet Trunchable who's bad. And it's just like, that does not feel like you have done something morally wrong and you need to be punished for it. So it's just like, because bits were cut, it made her motivations not as clear. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, it worked for me because, Mm -hmm. to me, it it was established that what we were seeing was a snapshot of an entire child's lifetime of this. So my thinking is, this is the first time you're doing something like this? You should have done this years ago when you were like, three so, so that's how I read it because mm-hmm. I I didn't have all the context. I I filled it in in my head. Oh, this has been going right. on for years, and she's starting to snap. Yeah, Stephen Graham and Andrea Riseborough, who play the Wormwoods, are so wonderfully. They are cartoonishly over the top and slimy and evil that I didn't think it was necessary to develop them any further than we got. As I compared them to Vernon and Petunia from Harry Potter, there's a shorthand being used here. In in typical fashion of musicals and family films that color things more black and white than gray. And I think developing them with the tango issue and the Russian mobsters and giving those extra little details, it validates some of their evilness in weird ways and invalidates Matilda's reaction to them. And I think keeping them very black and white, bad parents who didn't even want her, her, (laughs) didn't care about her, I, I think. And the two actors here are just are hamming it up to the nth degree. Yeah, there there was nothing wrong in their performances. I just think because they cut some stuff, it it made things a little blurrier. Like I mentioned, the the cutting of the Russian mob, like when he calls her his daughter, that has a lot more motivation in the musical because the mob catches up with him. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean when like things got cut and it made the motivations blurry. Mm -hmm. But motivations were more added to the, the acrobat story, which I hated in the musical because it was so deus ex machina. So it's like things got cut other place, but made smooth elsewhere. So it's just like, it, it's, it's mm. a blend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that does come with the, the art of adaptation. Right. The music in this. Tim Minchin is a God. I've loved his stuff always. Mm-hmm. The, level of craftsmanship in the production of these musical numbers the is kids choreography. so good kids yeah. choreography yes and actually Amazing. the the introduction in the school is like my favorite choreography in the musical so the fact that they were made it better in this one mm-hmm. is great and also like the sets and the color schemes right it felt like a book it felt yeah. like this is a story which is the point of the thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was hard to do notes while watching this because every time I looked down I felt like I missed something. Right. So I, I couldn't take notes while watching jam-packed. it. Yeah. Yeah. Visually just so, so well produced. Art direction, production design on this, the costumes. The the music is very, very catchy. There's some really good head boppers in this and some real moving songs too, as as all good musicals should have. This touches on mm-hmm. some elements that are similar to like Annie, where the sun will come out tomorrow and a hard knock life and and elicits, at least in me, those same sort of emotional responses where I'm I'm choking up and I'm laughing and I'm just thrilled by the musical numbers in this and, right. and the presentation of these characters through the musical numbers. Especially it's gone viral online, that final sequence. Rotten children. Yes. Holy mm-hmm. cow. <laughs> that, that, that's my favorite song in it. Um 
from the stage show. So yeah, it, it transferred over the choreography of those, kids, especially because they're kids. They're kids. And kids. Yeah. Kids are so much harder. And the the kids of the school, the fact that the ensemble stood out mm-hmm. and were as colorful as they were, that alone is a feat because normally the ensemble is in the background. Right. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that they were so striking in both their choreography and just their overall presence, was fant- they were fantastic. Ma- major credit to, to developing the film with all that in mind because you could you can focus on just Matilda and the main characters mm-hmm. and I think you would lose something. Even if it's just background material, Developing so much of the design of this and all the kids having personality and presence, it really elevated this film. And why don't we wrap into some final thoughts here? Harmony, why don't you go first for us? Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed this. Had a hard Christmas, so this was a nice nice thing to sit down and take my mind off of everything for a little bit. I can't say enough good things about it, like from the sets, from the the acting, the dancing, singing, everything. It, it really worked well for me. I would have liked Miss Honey. Yeah, I would I would have liked to, to have seen more of her singing. When we first hear her singing, her whole part's being overpowered by uh, Trencher Bowles thing, which makes sense because that, that makes sense. But I would have liked to have seen more of that from her. Again, I don't know the the musical, it's the adaptation of. They so would I'm have had sure. to have added a new song. They, they added a new song? They would have had to. They would have had to. Wanted okay, to I give gotcha. her a solo. Gotcha. Okay. Other than that, I'm I'm really happy I watched this. I would watch it again. the The kids are amazing. Um, teaching's hard. <laughs> kids are kids are hard, but they're it's 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 nice to watch something like this that really reminds you that kids are wonderful too. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm gonna give this a nine point two out of ten bites of giant chocolate cake. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Michael. Well, as I said, I came into this completely blind, completely cold. I knew that it was a thing, both as a book, a stage play, a movie, but I, I didn't know anything about what it was. I just knew Matilda musical. Eh, okay. So so I had no expectations of what this character or that character should should be portrayed as. And it did take me a second to realize, oh, wait a minute, this is a child's fantasy story. Okay. And once I realized what I was watching, the magical realism in it fit. It's also why why Matilda didn't go all Anakin Skywalker. Like I was like, I was like oh, dear, this kid's going to snap. She's going to blow something up. But no, it's it's not that kind of a not that kind of a story. But I did like it. And I did like the themes of justice of pushing back against being in a box uh in some cases literally when when we met uh miss trunchbull uh i remember saying to harmony oh so we just watched andor and now we're still getting more stories about fighting fascism okay (laughs) as as i said i mean she she felt very east german secret police to me so i did i did like it what wouldn't normally be the kind of thing i would just volunteer to watch all in all, I'd give this seven bricks in the wall. <laughs> I'm glad someone made that reference. Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> and Mindy. As I have said, I am, I guess, the most learned of the Matilda story. I will say this is a very good adaptation. As you mentioned, there's always the risk of taking a stage play and turning it to film. 
and there have been some spectacular crash and burns in those adaptations. But this one does a very good job at, like I said, fixing some of the things that I thought, you know, personally were not good. Like I said, making the acrobat story a little less of a deus ex machina and making it incorporated into the story, getting rid of the tango plot that added not a lot at all. Getting rid of the older brother, which I wouldn't think had added anything, but it did. It meant that the focus was entirely on Matilda as opposed to the Wormwoods plus older brother. Um, and one thing we haven't mentioned is that I really, really liked Sindhu B as Mrs. Phelps, the librarian. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. That yes. was one of the things when I was watching it, I... I don't know whether it was a director choice or an actor choice, but I'm just like, you are way too over the top and you are way too childlike and I do not like you. But this one, the fact that she was much more subdued yet still incredibly engaged really worked to make Matilda the focus as opposed to Mrs. Phelps in the storytelling, which I think added a lot to the acrobat story and as opposed to it being a distraction. But that said, like I mentioned Miss Trunchable was a low point. I wanted more. As as it's good that Mrs. Phelps was lower, Miss Trunchable needed to be go up to 11, and she felt way too subdued and way too calm to these kids. Like I said, she did not feel like a genuine threat. But they did fix the biggest mistake of the musical, which is the Miss Honey-Matilda relationship, which they really needed to do in order to make this a believable story. And of course it's gorgeous and the choreography is amazing, especially when it's little kids doing it so beautifully. So yeah, I am going to give this eight out of 10 trips to the choky. <laughs> no. Oh God. <laughs> well, I agree with Michael on the strength of these themes this is such a pleasure of a film to watch, and I would have loved to have seen this in theaters with an audience of fans just absorbing it and loving it. This is a touch of Harry Potter and a dash of Lemony Snicket and a little bit of Chicago and a helping of Pixar magic all rolled into this wonderful amalgamation of a fun family musical that is never pandering. It's uplifting, it's fun, it is gorgeously filmed, and you just can't take your eyes off this movie. The cast is outstanding. Alicia Weir is such a wonderful leading lady for such a young actress to command the screen as well as she does. You can find it online. There's a cute little TikTok of her being told she got the part. If that doesn't get tears in your eyes, you have no soul. (laughs) There's a little bit of cool hand Luke in this, too. Yeah. Yes, you're right. That's a (laughs) good... I am going to have to disagree with my dear friend Mindy here. I thought Emma Thompson was outstanding as Dolores Umbridge on steroids. There is so much she's doing here that is just chewing the scenery without going too far, which I think Mindy probably wish she had gone a little further, but that's fine. There are points in here as a film that it will slow down for some people's tastes, especially with the B-plot of this acrobat stuff. I think those sections might slow down just a little bit for people unless you're fully committed to an all-out musical like this. If you're on board with a top-tier Broadway-level musical with the flash and style of some incredible entertainment, 
you're in for a treat. I think this is a 9 out of 10 little hairs on fascist Olympic hammer-throwing principles' chins. <laughs>